Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Rifles Only Accuracy Podcast, everything centerfire and rimfire. It is a nice afternoon in South Texas, and the humidity is getting pretty high. A couple of things real quick came in that I needed to answer on that came in on the email. Let me pull this thing up again so I can get it exact. Uh, yeah, it says, is there any organization or person that is credited to the floating thumb technique? And more importantly, in your opinion, what is the purpose on an AR platform? The only benefit I could see is that having the thumb on the right gives me a bit more reach and lets me achieve the 90 degrees on my trigger finger, which I cannot get with the thumb on the left side. Is there any benefit to having the thumb on one side or the other of the gun? Uh, love the podcast, by the way, uh, to answer your question. I don't know where it came from, uh, but it's been around. We've been doing it forever. And the reason that we do that is obviously whenever we pull the trigger, we want the action for pulling the trigger to come from the proximal joint. We want the distal joint to stay straight because the trigger moves in all directions. We want it to only go forward and back just the way it's designed. The reason that someone would float the thumb is because everybody's built a little bit different. You have people with large hands so they can get around the grip and then still achieve that 90. You have people with smaller hands. And so they have to get the thumb on the, uh, on the right side, the same side as their, um, as their trigger finger of the, of the grip. So you're not really, and again, like I've said many, many times, we call it a grip, but it should just be called a hold because you're just holding the rifle into your shoulder pocket. So think about that, you know, whatever it takes, the main, the hand has two purposes. And that first purpose is to manipulate the trigger. And the second is to hold the rifle. But by manipulating the trigger, we want to make sure that we manipulate it straight to the rear so that we don't cause any right or left um, jump with your muzzle. And so um, the advantages, disadvantages, nope, not one way or the other. I've seen people succeed uh, both directions um, out here at Rifles Only. Uh, being a training facility, we see a lot of different guns that come through, and I have to shoot a lot of different different rifles. And so normally what I'll do is I'll just make sure whatever I need to do. If I if it goes on the left side, fine, as long as I got my 90. If it goes on the right side, fine, as long as I got my 90. It doesn't really make a difference. There's not there's no pro or con to it either way. Uh, it's just, you know, somebody, I, I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say it's personal preference. I'd say it is a means to an end. If you have to put that thumb over on the right-hand side, do it, but have a reason that you're doing it, you know, and if you need that to get that 90 degree in that proximal joint, then that's what you have to do. Um, yeah, again, wanted to remind everybody we had some, we put in a new class in Colorado, uh, high angle, and that one is, is on the website and also a rimfire class up there. And then I've got some, some, uh, other private classes I'm doing, but if you're in the, if you're in the Colorado, Wyoming area, we're up in Northern Colorado at, uh, in Fort Collins. So we've been going out there for a lot of years now. And so just, uh, Go to the website, take a look. Also, check out the products that we have on the le- on the website. Speaking of products that we have on the website, I have Josh with me from Fix It Sticks. Say hello, Josh. Hi, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. I just want to, first of all, thank you for taking the time to to uh, put out some information out there about your product. And uh, we carry it oh, in our pro shop. And uh, we, we really appreciate you taking the time to sit and visit with the people so they can get to know a little bit more about, the, about you, about the company, about the product. And, and I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, my pleasure. Not a problem. Well, good. Where are you from? Who are you? How old are you? What do you do? <laughs> How old am I? I'm I'm 43 years old. I've been in this industry now going on 14 years. I live in New Hampshire right now, okay. in the southern part of the state. And You know, uh, you know we work... have a rifles only in New Hampshire, right? Isn't it? It's up in Littleton, I think, isn't it? Yeah, we, we work out of Alderbrook. 
Okay. The Alderbrook I'll have to range take a trip up, there. up there. Yeah, absolutely, have, absolutely. I know yeah. there's some classes up there in the late <laughs> summer, and then uh, they're all they also do private instruction up there and everything else. So yeah, come visit us. It's your home state. <laughs> yes, yes, I will. Sorry and, for interrupting uh, so you. I Carry did. on. <clears throat> No, that's okay. So as I said, I've been in this industry now going on 14 years. I started out in specialty outdoor retail, more on the hike, bike kind of side of thing, climbing gear, stuff like that as a buyer and marketing coordinator. And then I worked as a technical representative and moved into becoming an independent sales representative in the shooting industry. Okay, I've represented several firearms manufacturers from AR platforms and handguns and, uh, multiple optic brands uh, I've worked for as sales management and independent sales representatives as well. Most recently, I was the Eastern U.S. sales manager for Leatherman Multitools. Mm-hmm. And then I came on board here at Fix It Sticks approximately two and a quarter years ago. Okay, great. Great. Well, of all those places... that's director here. Perfect. <laughs> well, of all those places that you've worked so far, what's your favorite? This, it has to... It, it, it has to be fixed at six without a doubt, hands down. Okay. Why? I have <clears throat> it. A, it's great product. I love working with tools and cool products. It allows me really big breath and, and input into directing a company. We're a very small company. So it allows me a lot of input into that. Very hands-on. This is a brand that is skyrocketing in the marketplace. We're acquiring new dealers constantly and working you know deep into our industry and partnering with brands and allows me to also work with brand development and partnerships that we're working on and it's probably been the most the 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 most freedom in a role that i've had in this industry to date well good good Good. Well, you know that we we have a relationship with with six at six that goes back a long way. I mean, they were whenever y'all were first getting into this side of the house, um, y'all shared a booth with us at Shot Show for a couple of years, and so that was yeah. uh, it was it was a really good time. I really enjoyed getting to know the owners, and it's just it's it's a great company. Um, but whenever you say this on, on the marketing thing, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking to myself about a conversation I had with a gentleman, another gentleman in the industry. And it was at lunch and it was up in Northern Colorado. And um, so we were talking about, you know, where he was and, you know, their product and everything else. And they were, if you ordered a product from them on that day, it was going to be at least two years before your product would even be made. And he was a marketing guy too. And I said, what the hell do you do if you're two years out? Why do they need you? (laughs) So tell tell me, what does a marketing guy do? I mean, what? I, I'm in sales. So, okay. I mean, as far as for marketing. No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Know, well, like what, what <clears throat> says I'm looking at this, I've got the, I've got the, you know, your, your most, your most elaborate kit. Okay. And it's, it comes, okay. it comes in the, you know, it comes in the, in the Cordura case and, you know, it has the, the one, it's got all the tools that I need to work. I could work on AR 15s. I could work on bolt guns. I could work on everything. Every tool sure. that I need is in that kit. And then it's like, um, whenever I bring this out to the range and I'm getting ready to like move someone's scope or, or make some sort of adjustment, I pull this thing out and it's like, man, this thing sells itself. Your job should be pretty easy. (laughs) (laughs) And that it is, I mean, it's definitely, um, you know, people are very surprised on when they see our toolkits in the field, that they are not aware of the product that Mm -hmm. something out there is, is that concise and curated and tailored directly towards what 
the 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 end user is is looking for. We have very you know broad spectrum kits and very you know specific kits mm-hmm. from anything that I've worked with. So you know before we go into everything though, but like partnerships with Sig Sauer mm-hmm. on the MCX MPX, mm-hmm. uh, partnership with Sig Sauer on our new pistol kit, the compact pistol kit, which is. P365, 320s, M17, 18s, and the 22 Legacy, the 226, 8s, 9s, and a bunch of other six-hour firearms. Um, our Glock Compact Kit. These are all developed and curated for the end user that's using those, and we've developed them with the armorers from the manufacturers. And that's where I've kind of come in and working these factories. Yeah, that's that's amazing. You know, because I've I've got every kit since y'all first started working with the firearms industry. I still have all of them. The first one was a real small thing, you know <laughs> what I mean? And the next one was a little bit bigger, and the next one was a little bit larger than that. And then now the one that I have, and you know, in the beginning, you know, I they were torque limiters, and that was pretty much it, you know. And so I had to have other tools to handle other things you know, that didn't have anything to do. The latest one that I have. I mean, I, I throw that in the Polaris and I go out there and I, there is not, I mean, every rifle that a student brings in, I can completely strip it down all the way and put it back together with mm-hmm. everything that is in this deluxe kit. I don't even know what it's called. Armor's kit or range master's uh, kit. Or, yeah. If you're talking about the, the, the largest kit from ours, yep. um, that's offered in two variations, one with five individual torque limiters mm-hmm. and one with two of our all-in-ones. I always tell people when they ask, why all-in-one? Why dedicated? Mm-hmm. Dedicated is for the guy that needs precision, that we he knows that these are the exact inch-pound uh, increments that he's going to need. If you need a little bit more fudge room, which is for most people there, go all-in-ones. It's a lot easier, and that is our field armor's kit. Yep. Um, short of a few bits for the SIG kit right now, you're missing three items from our lineup, mm-hmm. and that would be Four obstruction rods, which mm-hmm. is perfect for cleaning or squibbed rounds. Uh, the scope jack and our bubble level set, which all fit in that front pocket. I have all of that. Kind of My kit has all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're really golden. And I mean, short of, you know, I, whenever I'm, I'm discussing something with somebody, I say, you know, we bring the benchtop experience to the field. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're not a replacement necessarily for armor tools. There's always going to be a reason to have a true bench tool. I mean, yep. you know, a true AR-15 wrench. Mm-hmm. We, we can't do that. Just you, you can't make it in the sizing. That's the problem. Right. You would break the tool before you would do anything. So, but short of that though, like you're saying, there's almost nothing that you cannot do in the field that can, to keep your gun run. Yeah, exactly. If if you need to go to a bench and get big tools out, we've gone far beyond anything that's simple maintenance. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. That and what I like is you even have I, mine. Even I, this kit even has uh, punches in it. So if I needed to remove a trigger yeah. or a a, a a a a bolt block, you know, I can do that. I I don't have any issues with that whatsoever. I can you know pull out an extractor and clean it if it's if it's failing. Um, you know, the ejector, I mean, I have, I've got everything in that kit. I just, I absolutely love it. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> and those, those punches are, uh, sorry to cut you there. The, the punches are offered a la carte. And mm-hmm. in that kit that you're specifically talking about, we have steel punches, mm-hmm. we have steel roll pin punches, yep. and we have brass 
gunsmithing punches that have a steel slug machined into the back. So it magnetizes into our T handle. Mm -hmm. So it'll hold in there now before, you know, we'll, we'll talk about some product for the future, but one thing that we are working towards is roll pin starter sets now too. Okay. All right. So that's going to be coming out as well. Yeah. Well, it's just been, it's been incredible. And I'm, I'm, I used all in one, uh, and I've not had, any problem with it whatsoever it's it's very precise i've gone whenever it first came in i went and like you know did some wrenching on the guns just to test it and they mm-hmm. were they were clicking at exactly the same spot i guess you know more about it than i do if there's a little fudge room in there but if there's a little fudge room in there it's very very little fudge room because i've been able to yeah i've been able to put those things together you know real real easy using the all-in-one and to me i like it just because it, it's I don't have to find that 15. I don't have to find the 25. All I got to do is look for that big red, <laughs> big red uh, <laughs> uh, machine in there. And, and, yeah, exactly. And I put it on the, I put it on the T handle and my T handle has also got the ratcheting mechanism as well, which is a, an improvement, I think. Right. So, I mean, the T handle is a funny thing because it started out, people said, where do sticks and sticks come from? So mm-hmm. it originally started with two sticks mm-hmm. that were created for cycle sports so that somebody could keep it in the back of their jersey. Mm-hmm. You know, something very lightweight, small and compact. Yeah. And they interlock together, forming a T handle. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what caught some people's attention, especially on the shooting side of things. Mm-hmm. And then the next step from there became a fixed T handle. Um, which we offer, we offer all of these that I'm going to go through quickly. So mm-hmm. we have the fixed T handle. Then from the fixed T handle, we created a takedown T handle. Mm-hmm. And that allowed for a more compact pouch. Um, you know, you can shrink everything down. That's the whole point of what we are is, com- you know, compact and portable. Right. Then after that one, we went into a ratcheting T handle. Mm-hmm. And that was really nice. But now we had to figure out a way to separate that to go back into a takedown. And that's where we're at now is okay. what we call our ratcheting takedown T handle. Okay. And it uses a locking keyed section that's on a quarter inch drive that will hold that, uh, the shaft of that in there, which you can then take off, put bits in, you can, you know, hook it up on the side for extra leverage, anything that's needed. So we have a multitude of different, um, driving devices to mm-hmm. suit the need of any consumer out there. And I definitely, I, I tell everybody, you know, when they come see me at an event or something that's with consumers and they're like, well, I have a works kit, for instance, you know, what, what do I need to add to that? And it's usually what I'll tell them is, well, if you're going to work with handgun optics, I'd get a small all-in-one, which is our 6 to 25 inch pound, mm-hmm. as opposed to the 15 to 65 mm-hmm. in the large one. Right. And I always tell them, get a ratcheting takedown T-handle. You will not be disappointed it makes it so much easier when working on a gun to have something that just ratchets. Okay. So take down ratcheting. So explain this to me. It, it it comes apart into two pieces. Yes. So, um, it's, if, if somebody has a chance to go to our website, we, we call it the ratcheting T way wrench with locking hex drive. Okay. Okay. And what that is, it has the T handle up top, which has a directional, uh, clicker so you can turn left or right for backing mm-hmm. out or tightening mm-hmm. and there's the two either sides of the t-handle that have magnetized heads to hold bits mm-hmm. and then there's a black collar just beneath it and then it goes into the shaft which has some knurling mm-hmm. so right right where that black collar is if you were to pull back towards the top of the t-handle mm-hmm. the, the shaft will fall right out okay and that's how it takes apart and becomes two separate pieces 
I don't have that one yet, put- and I don't need it, but I want it. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's back I, up a little we, bit. Let, let's back up a little bit. Sure, it, sure, sure. This did not this did not start out as, and you you made mention of it. It, it was for cyclists. Explain where Correct. why okay why they okay why do they need a torque wrench i mean i've got a bicycle i've never used a torque wrench on it what's i mean i know i def, i think this is for some high level cycling Correct. So, okay. so fix it really came about in 2013. Okay. take around that time. And, and it was created to create specialty tool for cyclists and not so much in the torque limiter side of things just at that time yet. Mm-hmm. It was ultra lightweight aluminum T handles kind of things to, to have people have the, the proper amount of bits and whatnot to facilitate for racing and work outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, most cycles are done in Newton meters as opposed to inch pounds. Okay. okay. We use inch pounds. It's, it's SAE versus metric. It's the same exact thing. Okay. And uh, especially when you get into that higher grade mountain bike, road bike, and especially when you get into the next category up from there with carbon fiber frames, and carbon mm-hmm. fiber handlebars, torque limiting is extremely important just as it is when we're mounting tubes on optics. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a $3,000 scope, it's very easy to monkey fist something and just crush the tube. Yep. So there's a reason why we have torque specs mm-hmm. and that's, and by coming out with this, people from the shooting industry were looking for smaller, more compact kits and they started to purchase stuff from us and then we worked with people like that and then worked with people such as yourself Mm -hmm. and rifles only then and that's how jimmy and christian had started to work with you at shot show in the very beginning there yeah and it kind of helped give them a good foothold into this industry Mm -hmm. to start to develop and cultivate more and christian has a very good fundamental understanding he's a he's a shooter he's our head of product development Mm -hmm. um i know he's taken a course with you before too Mm -hmm. Um, and he definitely has, you know, great things to say about rifle only. And it allowed him to kind of, you know, really start to branch out. And then eventually that's when I kind of came in with a lot of industry knowledge and, and firearms back knowledge and stuff. Right. To help. Well, you know, the, the, there was a time whenever we were, you know, we were really using, you know, for, to get our torques on there, you know, this is pre you guys. You know, we were using mm-hmm. stuff from the automotive industry. You know, there was the the big wrench that used to come with the HS Precision rifles. You remember the Seekonch, you know, the Seekonch torque wrench. And it was just it was just 65 inch pounds. That was it. It was for your cross bolts and and putting your gun into yep. your into your stock. But this mm-hmm. is so much more. And you know, there there's um there's a big misunderstanding of what torque does for you. And, you know, I mean the Whenever, whenever I look at it, I've, I've been in other industries too, where torque is real important, but whenever you're putting your scope rings on, you know, the, the thing about it is, is you're, you're stretching the screw and you're stretching it to a torque specification. And if you have some of them that are at 12, some of them that are at 18, some of them that are at 21, that's not going to hold. I mean, it's not going to be predictable, you know, and you'll, you'll see like, you know, variations, shifts and zeros, things like that. But whenever you get all of them mm-hmm. exactly the same, that means you're you're taking screws that were manufactured identically. Um, they have the the material they made they're made out of stretches in exactly the same way, and they're tightened exactly the same. And so it's if we if we use this and we're using the proper torque wrench, especially on the scopes, you're you're never going to get slippage. It's never it's not going to happen. It just doesn't happen unless right. you go up and beat on it with a hammer, which I am known to do to rifles. 
<laughs> well, I mean, you you as an instructor and a firearms user and a, and a precision shooter would understand this as well. And and what is you know the 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 key to being good in this in this world in this sport and and in this genre is repeatability. Correct. Okay, you need to have repeatability. And if you have too many variables. There is nothing that can ever be repeated because it's sheer luck at that point. Right. So, and and a lot of people don't realize, you know, bolts also, everything has machining tolerances. Mm -hmm. So A, it's a crush tolerance when you're mounting something onto a Picatinny rail, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, the bolts, I mean, people don't realize, I, we get a lot of calls from people sometimes and it's like, oh, I snapped my T6. Well, what were you doing? Oh, I, I torqued uh, XYZ to 25 inch pounds. And a T6 bolt is only supposed to handle about 8 to 12 inch pounds. Mm -hmm. That's a little bitty. Call it 10. Mm -hmm. It's a tiny little thing. Yep. And and better that it breaks as opposed to the bolt head shearing off. Yep. And then that, now you're into a whole nother mess where you're going to need a gunsmith. Yep. And such like that. So, but as long as you have repeatability, if your bases go on at 65 inch pounds and your caps go on at 18 inch pounds or 25 inch pounds mm -hmm. or a, a lot of people where we've kind of seen a lot of growth come is in our handgun optics kits now, because so many people are shooting, um, optics pistols, mm -hmm. um, you know, whether it's a Glock 43 with a small micro on it or big, you know, RXPs and such like that, the 320, yep. but everybody's starting to shoot more and more with that. And most people don't realize that the manufacturers all have a torque value. Mm -hmm. And also have a cycle count. I believe SIG, because uh, I have a lot of SIG product myself, is mm -hmm. about 300 to 500 rounds. Mm -hmm. And after that, they tell you to torque everything back to spec. Mm -hmm. Now, if you go out and run a course, if you run a three-gun match, or if you just go to the range on a weekend and you put 200 rounds out, if that's my carry gun, I'd rather just tighten that up and make sure that everything's right rather than worrying about having a deviation and non-repeatable performance. Right. Right. I'm with so, you. I'm with you. And I, that's one of the things, one of my big pet peeves over the years. And and I know that some people do this and if you do it, that's fine because this is America and a lot of people died. So you can act the way you want to. And that's, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I hate putting any kind of Loctite on my socket head cap screws I, in the scope. I, <laughs> I hate that. I, I feel like it's a, it's a waste of time whenever you're going and you're, you're torquing all of them to the exact same spec. And, you know, you can go back and check them if you need to. But, I mean, I've had guns that I've run, you know, <laughs> I haven't touched the scope for, you know, 20,000 rounds. And it it, mm -hmm. it it never even, but they was all torqued correctly to begin with. And Loctite was, it just wasn't needed. And I know that, I know that there's, um, there's some of the manufacturers out there, whenever you get your rings, they have a little bit of that, that sticky stuff on there that kind of acts as a little bit of Loctite. And I, I think mm -hmm. that, I think that's more give it's more uh Linus a security blanket than actually doing something for you. I your think thoughts? that you're probably right. And in, in I think that you're definitely probably right. And it's probably also the same fact though, that at least the factory can say that they've added something to it. Mm -hmm. So when people do not start from scratch with proper torque and they're just using an Allen key out of the box, yep. they say, okay, well, we gave you some thread locker at least. Right. So that right. should stop everything from backing out. However, mm -hmm. if you go from the beginning right off jump and, you know, you work to proper torque spec, yep. you shouldn't have a problem anyway. So if you do both, if you start out of the box with that factory thread lock on there and you go to the proper torque spec, I mean, that when you go to check your gun again and just retorque, for instance, on the on a pistol optic, 
it shouldn't budge. Nah, no, nah, but it, it should doesn't. be fine. Yeah. Well, that's the, the, you know, that's what the industry I was for. Yeah. The industry I was in before this, it was, uh, it had to do with the oil field. And so there was, you know, we would, we would be running, running tools, uh, down the borehole of oil wells to, to fix them, you know, and for various things that go mm-hmm. wrong and, and we'd have a tool string there, but the, whenever we started using braided line or we didn't, we'd used it from the beginning, but whenever we had the braided line, it would have this clamp that would go over the braided line, which was actually inside another apparatus. And so there were six screws on either side of that and we call it a rope socket. And we would go in and we would torque those to a certain amount so that we would have a proper like pullout pressure. So if it right. was torqued to this, we could pull out at 500 pounds pressure. If it was torqued to this, mm-hmm. it wouldn't pull out to 850 pounds of pressure. If it was torqued to this, it wouldn't pull out until 1,100 pounds of pressure. So kind of, you know, that growing up, you know, knowing the value of of having, you know, the proper, you know, proper torque on here. I mean, I, I think that, I think it, you know, a lot of people now are, are do are realizing it, but I mean, the growth of people understanding proper torque it's grown. It, it's definitely grown, and more people are doing it. And I'm sure that yeah. I'm sure that you can tell that just by the sales volume that you're getting on your product. Oh yes, without without a doubt. I mean, sales volume as a whole, we're we're almost doubling constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the the volume is up in ways that that can be measured across the board in almost every category. Yeah, and I'm getting people that I know that are industry related. And other people that are not even industry related, just personal friends that say, I've been seeing your product everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, we have growth. We're we're partnered in now with some of the major big box retailers like Bath Pro Cabela's and Shield. Yep. You know, those are those are very big ones that we have great, you know, visual visual uh, presence with. And you know that's only going to grow too, because there's you know the the we're in our in our part of the world, you know our part of the world, you know field precision rifle, you know that's that's one thing, and you know we we really think a lot of ourselves because you know we're we're hitting targets really far, and we're coming up with you know mm-hmm. our industry Hornady is coming up with really good bullets for us, and you know Sierra and everybody Burger, everybody out there, then you know gun makers from you know private gunsmiths, you know all the way to Accuracy International, and you know the the different things that you see out here. I mean, we'll see. You know the all the new guns that come out all the time. Like we're improving, but I tell you what, our little our little field rifle, like going and shooting targets and going to competitions and things like that, it is so so minute compared to the hunting industry. And so if you're if you're getting into that, you know that Cabela's, you know where you got the guys that are, you know they're only shooting their rifle, you know two or three times a year. You know that man, there's there's a bunch more of them than there are of us. <clears throat> Oh, without a doubt. And and part of what we're we're kind of gravitating towards with Exit is um, a few of the places that we're focusing. So we do have for future also um, things that are very specialized towards the precision industry, because that that as small and minute as a section of the industry it is, it's still a bread and butter. Those are the yeah. people that really brought us oh, to yeah. the market. Yeah, well, and it's, so it's gonna, because we're 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 passionate about this. You know what I mean? We're we're passionate. <laughs> we're passionate about you know actually going and shooting the rifles, driving the rifles correctly with you know the proper scope. And that's another area that's gone you know ipso canipso. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> we have a we have a different. We look at the firearm as not we look at it in a different way than a hunter looks at a firearm so yeah i mean i can see exactly why you would say that it makes perfect sense correct and and that's you know that's always going to be a focus and we will have new products coming out in that category and things that we focus towards the quote unquote sniper 
mm-hmm. or that PRS shooter, somebody that's that's somebody that's glassing, that's right. working on a on a scoped rifle. That's what we're going to have as a focus with that. Then we are branching out into more of every well, a everyday carry. Um, NRA's uh, Shooting Illustrated actually awarded us with a Golden Bullseye this year for Shooting Accessory of the Year mm-hmm. for one of our products, which is the Fix It Sticks Compact Ratcheting Multi Tool. Mm-hmm. And that is something that we're gearing towards more of an everyday carry, something that you would have in your center console that can work for more than just firearms, that'll mm-hmm. work on your car, on your boat, um, you know, maybe the kind of thing that will have a belt pouch that you could carry with you as an everyday tool. Mm-hmm. And then we're also branching more into focusing on that hunter, that guide, mm-hmm. somebody that's out there doing it and working with that. Now, um, you know, those are all the categories that we're kind of focusing towards, you know, and and growing in growth with that. So, um, but yeah, the 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 hunter would probably be that that mainstream just like when you talk military we we deal a lot with top units and mm-hmm. specialty units but mm-hmm. at the same time trying to get into big army that that's where the big numbers are mm. <laughs> people that are, <laughs> there's that there's are more hunters believe me <laughs> oh uh, without a doubt yeah, yeah. No, i got you. Uh, i hear yeah and, and but the thing about it the people that are in the know you know like the 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 sniper side of the house you know the, the army is so much more than you know just scope rifle and so the the guys that are shooting the scope are they already know about six and six that's that's no question right yeah i mean well one thing that that i found <clears throat> that's interesting is that a lot of our end user mm-hmm. um whether it's prs or or average shooter are they're actually gearing more more towards our um larger or uh, more specialized sets mm-hmm. like the field armorer's kit we mm-hmm. just launched at shot show this year a pistol armorer's kit mm-hmm. and kits like that that are much more encompassing and and specialized it's it's really amazing that people they find a platform that they want and they kind of go right into that mm-hmm. you know and that's what they're working towards um i mean one of our of course, you know the long-range kit that we offer, mm-hmm. as that's something that I'm sure you use regularly. Mm-hmm. But if a lot of people ask me if I was going to get one kit from us, what would I get? And that would probably be our three-gun kit with all-in-one, because that's going to have the rifle, pistol, shotgun. It's going to cover your ARs, your Glocks, your Striker Fires, your 1911s. Plus, it has the bore obstruction rods. You can throw two, three other small things in there. And you have a backpack size thing that can go to any PRS match, range, anything you need. Yeah. Well, you know, I've told you I've got all the kits. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe not this latest one. You're, you're talking about some toys that that, that uh, take down Ratchet. I don't have that yet, but. I'm, I'm sure we can fix that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason that I'm saying is I, I kind of straddle both sides of the fence because, as you know, Rifles Only Firearm Training Facility, you know, we do matches here. Uh, we conduct sure. training all the time, you know, all over the United States, and it's it's been great. But I'm also a hunter. And so whenever I'm going to go hunting and I'm taking, you know, just, just my rifle, I don't take my big kit. I take my small kit because that's all I need. You know what I mean? And it, it's so small. And it fits in the, you know, in the bottom of my rucksack. And so I'm not taking my big kit. That big kit, I throw in the Polaris, you know, and, and run it around the range. And so it, right. I, I don't, that, that's one of the things that I felt like that I got more and more versatility. And I was using, I was using those small kits, you know, before y'all came out with the larger kits and everything else. But it's just, I, I'm going to say it again. I just, 
I feel like I can pretty much do anything that I need to, you know, with the way that kit works. You know, if any, if I have to go up and, and, um, you know, pull a barrel off of an AR. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm going to head back up, you know, to the, you know, to the barn and, and we're going to pull out some different tools and stuff like that. But for the most part, anything that's going to go wrong on a typical range day, you know, we can, I can solve just with that kit. And it's, I don't know sure. if, if I feel like if, if somebody is in this and they're doing this and they're not, they're not using these fix it sticks, uh, they, I don't know. I just think it's a central kit. I, I, I feel like it is something that it's not a nice to have. It's a must have. That's a that's a very well put uh, saying on that, and especially if you're working on AR platform or something that's very simple. We have the punches. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's common, but you could easily have a sheared hammer or some kind of a broken spring inside there, or or part of you know use selector or or anything. It's a lot easier to just pop something apart in the field if you have replacement parts. Mm-hmm. Taking a bolt apart, something that's not working right. right. Very easy to pull these things apart, and and. and Yes. I mean, people always say, oh, I got Harbor Freight, for instance, or something. Yeah. But there's always, you know, right tool, right job. Yep. Okay. You can get anything done with a butter knife. It doesn't mean that it's the right tool. Have you seen my barrel change video on the internet? I have not. <laughs> okay. You, you, you're going to have to look that up. <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I read the comments, especially if you want a good laugh. I mean, it's it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to go look that up after. Yes. Uh, yeah, for sure. It, it's real short. It won't take up too much of your life until you start reading comments and that's going to take you two days. So <laughs> oh, that's, that's the fun part. Though, yeah. So I get it. Yeah. Right. Right. Tool for the job. I agree with you, but you know, that's, and, and we've done it. We've done, you know, sometimes, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, but what really, what that mm-hmm. thing was is I had, I have, um, I have one gun that I've owned since 1997 and I, I've screwed the 27th barrel on it. And whoever I get to do my barrels, I would have them put crescent wrench flats in it. And so I made a video on how I changed a barrel. And it was a, a crescent wrench and a hammer. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, oh, man. I tell you. And the thing about it is, is the, the comments are nuts. And it's like, you know, I didn't, I didn't come up with this. I learned this. I mean, I was standing on the shoulders of giants. The bench rester guys, the old school bench rester guys, they're the ones who taught me that. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. it's not even... I mean, it, it was, it was just, it wasn't even when it, it was put on with, um, with the proper amount of torque, I think it's five slams with a four pound sledge. So <laughs> it's a very precise measure. It is very precise. <laughs> well, it worked for that gun. I mean, that gun's, that gun's got over, over 320,000 rounds through it. It's been, you know, dry fired well over, well over a million times and, you know, 27 barrels. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it was, we came out with the, or, you know, Accuracy International came out with their new ATX and I got one of those and it came time to write the check for it. And I was like, you know, this is pretty easy because the last time I bought an Accuracy International, I got my money's worth out of that thing. So, and that gun's still, <laughs> even the old gun is still shooting very, very well. But now they have it to where, you know, they're, they have a, a side screw on their receiver and the barrels come off by hand. You just screw them on by hand and a side side nut. And y'all make the torque for that too. Correct. And yep. for instance, also, we make the toolkit specifically for the Mark 22 mm-hmm. for Barrett's MRAD with that, mm-hmm. which uses two screws, two set screws in the side for their barrel for doing barrel changes. So more companies are going to that. And Mm -hmm. especially, um, so part of the reason, uh, like with our SIG MCX MPX kit, SIG had come to us and said, we would, we would like to do a kit for the MCX and the Rattler for a foreign military, actually one of our allies with that. And so I went out there to work with them up at the Academy here in New Hampshire. 
And after we kind of developed it, I said, I'd like to do it for the MCX and the MPX. And then I'd like to be able to offer this also to the public. And they said, sure. And part of the thing is that the MCX, whether it's the Rattler, the Virtus, the new LT, um, and the Spears, they're 60 inch pounds. Right. And if you do not put those back, they, they go as far as to having the screws numbered one, two, how to, you know, undo one first, undo two first, then Mm -hmm. tighten one. And, you know, in order to have repeatable zeros, you must have proper torque. If you do not have that, once again, we're going back to there's no repeatability. <clears throat> right. So, and that's that's something that, you know, not everybody's going to get behind an accuracy, for instance, or one of those MRADs, you right. know, the Mark 22s. But right. a lot of people are buying Spears right now and, and LT Virtus and, and other rifles with that. Yeah. So, or the MP or the MPX. You know, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just great. I, I think the I think that torque value on that side screw on the Accuracy International is forty five. I think it is. I don't. And see, in that case, there we actually offer a forty five inch pound. I know. I, it was dedicated specific, specifically for that. Right. Yep. And uh, our our dedicated torque limiters. So one thing we didn't kind of elaborate is a lot of people always come to me and say, you know, how do you set the torque limiter? And I say, you don't set a torque limiter for us. When it's one of our all-in-ones, there's going to be a white line on the very top by where the bit will go in. Mm-hmm. And then there's graduated lines along the side. Mm-hmm. And that goes into the T-handle. Mm-hmm. So when somebody puts that in and they turn, you focus on that one line. And when the barrel rotates around and your number of torque value hits that line, you're at the proper torque value. And then you let go. Right. When it comes to the dedicated torque limiters, people say, well, you know, how, how do I know if it's set? It has a slipping clutch mechanism inside there. Right. So whether you spin it till, till you hear the first click, you hear four clicks, or if you want to be that guy that's got to turn it five more times, mm-hmm. you're never going to go over that. It's always yeah. going to hit whether it's, you know, a 15, 25, 30, 18 inch pound, 45, whatever be it, all the way up to 100 inch pounds. Right. Exactly right. And I, I you know, I, I, we failed to talk about that. That's, so that's real important. <laughs> that's real important, <laughs> especially if someone hasn't seen it. I, well, your, what is your website? What is your website? Where can people go and look at all this stuff? You can go to www.fixitsticks.com. Mm-hmm. Um, a few things on the website. So some of our products do have videos with that, mm-hmm. um, especially something like our scope jack, which is a phenomenal product that we haven't discussed yet. Mm-hmm. Um, have you used the scope jack much? What is the scope jack? So, unfortunately, right now, it doesn't work well with cantilevered mounts. You can't use it with that. It yeah. has to be the standard split rings mm-hmm. and anything that has a Picatinny rail. Mm-hmm. So, whether it's your Browning hunting rifle or Christensen or your AR-15 or a Ruger Precision or a Sig Cross, etc. Mm-hmm. Put, put your bases on, drop the tube in the top. So the bases get torqued to the proper spec there. Mm-hmm. Put the caps on. I want the scope to be able to be rotated left right front back Mm -hmm. you need about an eighth to quarter inch you would slide our scope jack in underneath the turret Mm -hmm. of the scope locking that down and then you use the t-handle to a jack up the scope to lift it up and it has a an arm that comes up underneath onto the flat of the turret Mm -hmm. thus now your scope is level to your picatinny rail all you do is set eye relief Mm -hmm. and torque everything to spec you don't need bubble levels anymore when it okay. comes to doing something in the field. Right. So guys that travel with guns, whether it's for hunting or for PRS matches, um, airports are, you know, airlines are notorious for beating the crap out of our gear. Mm-hmm. And sometimes something might get knocked loose. 
that allows you to fix it and get back level while somebody's holding it. You can work on the back of a pickup truck, for instance. Right. You know, it's a perfect item for something like that. And we have a video on there that has actually Christian doing the explanation with that. And we are going to be expanding and having more videos and things like that. There's also, there's a tab on our site that says learn, Mm -hmm. which has our instructions. It has videos. It has an article. Then it also has another document there, which we call a living document internally. Mm -hmm. And that's Torque Specs. And this is Torque Specs by brand. And these are people that we've worked with or have um, gone over to and, and, asked for their input with this. So the first one is Accuracy International. Mm -hmm. AI one-piece scope mounts, ring cap screws, 18 scope-based mount screws, 31-inch pounds. Mm -hmm. The ATAX AICS, the action retaining screws, are 53-inch pounds. The keyed slot accessories are 35-inch pounds. And the M3 stock side securing screws are 7-inch pounds, et cetera, et cetera. And we go in alphabetical order, all the way down through Leupold, McMillan, Ruger, Seekin, Sig, Swarovski, Tilly, Trigicon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, on and on. We try to have the most common scopes and, and manufacturers up there. So it's very easy reference for somebody that's out in the field that can just jump back to our website and say, gee, you know, I have, you know, a Trigicon. What do I mount my scope to again? Or my Vortex, what do I mount my Vortex to? Mm-hmm. And we have all that information there, you know, at, a, at the click of a button for somebody. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, because it's hard to keep all those numbers in your head. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> um, I mean, PRS guys are a little weirder. You know, they have index cards and numbers all written out. But for your average person, yep. that's just going to be checking on things. You know, not necessarily or a lot of times, a lot of people. And that's one of the problems that we do encounter when it comes to our kits is the the pricing is a little high for the guy. That's a one time set and forget, for instance. Right. But if you buy the right toolkit and something that maybe has more variability, like our all all in one rifle optics, that's our number one bestseller mm-hmm. by far. Hands down, we, we sell the most amount of kits of that has probably the most versatile so yes, it has a torque limiter, it has a half-inch socket for scope bases, but it has a T-handle with all your Phillips and Allen keys, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So anytime something happens, it could be a, a an Allen screw in a 1022 that's loose, or you just need to, you know, you want to clean your 1022. So you got to take that Allen screw out and go from there. Right. This is going to have everything with it. So it's going to be a toolkit that you're going to use repeatedly over and over and over. Yep. All of our bits are properly hardened because um, we do military contracts. We can't have things breaking. I'm not going to ever say that nothing ever happens because that would be a lie because I can't control every factor. Right. But for the most part, though, we we check temper. We check our bits. We make sure that all of our products we have on our flats, they're hollow ground. This way, they're not going to cam out and tear out screws, you know, and we offer proper assortments of Phillips heads and other bits, and we're going to expand on that as well in the future, too. That's good, man. That's good to hear. I'm just glad that y'all have the capital for this expansion. That means y'all are successful, and nothing makes me happier than good old entrepreneurs and capitalism. (laughs) Yes, things have been good, thank God. (laughs) Yep, yep. Y'all are very blessed, just like we are. So, yeah, it's uh, that's awesome to hear. Well, Josh— uh, that's going to be about where we're going to end it. And again, okay. I wanted to, I wanted to thank you for, for taking the time and, and doing that. And uh, people can go to, you know, fixitsticks.com. Uh, rifles only pro shop also carries fix it sticks products. 
Um, so if anybody wants to go and have a look at that, and if, as always, if anybody out there has a question that I, that we didn't cover or something that you just want to know, all you have to do is send an email to ROAP at riflesonly.com and submit that question. And if it's something for Josh, I'll get a hold of Josh. And if it answers you real easy and my stupid ass can answer it, I'll do it. And if not, I'll get Josh back on the podcast. So, um, Absolutely. yeah, man, I, I really appreciate it. I, Please, please give my best to the guys out there. I, 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 uh, I miss talking to them. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll be on the phone with them tomorrow, I'm sure. So I will definitely convey that and make sure that they reach out sometime soon. All right. Very good. Very good. And whenever you want to, if you're ever in South Texas, come by and, and visit. Uh, you're, you stay in New Hampshire I, for now, though, because it's getting <laughs> hot down here. <laughs> uh, I was just in Houston for, for firearms trainers conference and, uh, yeah, so I get it. and uh, But yes, I do come down to Texas quite often, so I'll try and reach out then the next time that I'm down there, and I'll try and see your team up here in New Hampshire. Sounds good. Sounds good. If you need anything, you know how to get in touch with me, man. I really, again, thank you Likewise. for taking the time. Thank you for having me. It's great pleasure. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Go ahead and stay on with me after I get this outro going. Yes, sir. ROAP at RiflesOnly.com. If you have any questions, check out the courses we have in New Hampshire, Colorado, South Texas. Thanks for listening.